What's up and welcome into a fresh Locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's program, we're taking all of our listeners' texts and emails in an all-mailbag episode, including a bunch of different fun topics. Things like, should the Bulls consider trading Kobe White to add more size behind Vooch? And uh, a, a very popular NBA talking head has the Bulls in his top 10 for most fun teams to watch this season. That's all ahead on a fresh Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome in to Locked on Bulls, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked on Bulls. Shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com or hit us up in that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Big Dave, I feel like this is the crazy time of year, October sports, so many things going on. Uh, condolences to your White Sox and White Sox fans mm-hmm. everywhere. Uh, a tough bow out to end their season. Just another reminder, uh, you know, if, if you are a White Sox fan and want that content, that season recap and breakdown, check out our guys Chris Tannehill and Herb Lawrence, who do a great job with Locked on White Sox. Blackhawks have their season debut tonight against Colorado Avalanche. Check out our guy Jack Bushman, who does a great job with Locked on Blackhawks, if you're a hockey fan. Big Dave also tonight, game two, WNBA Finals. Sky trying to go up 2-0. How are you, my friend? And are you enjoying this crazy wild stretch of Chicago sports in October? I'm doing great. This is foreign to me uh, <laughs> to have all these, you know, Chicago sports going on at one time. And not just Chicago sports going on, Matt, but actual relevant Chicago sports going on at one time. So it's very weird. Uh, yeah, shout out to the White Sox, you know, for a good season. You, you knew how I felt about that. I didn't think they were going to make that run. But uh, I wanted them to, you know, just have sustained greatness for the past for the next 10 years. So I'm just looking to go back, take all this that you learn, go win the division again. And hopefully we do better. You know, we know what pieces we need. So I'm just I, y'all y'all enjoy Nick Magical, man. I'm telling y'all, y'all going to love this kid, man. Y'all going to love man, him, bro. Really. I th- based on some some, you know, Chicago Sports Talk Radio listening I did this morning, I think you are taking it much better than the average oh, one Sox oh, fan out there. I didn't people, <laughs> people are upset. Um, oh, meanwhile, Bulls fans are excited. We have our final preseason game on Friday, and mm. we have our season debut in less than a week, Dave. Oh. That is just crazy. So... We're going to talk to you, our listeners, and hear what is on your minds. And kicking us off is a text from the 773 who sent us this screenshot. It's one of the first things I read when it came across uh, my feed this morning. Zach Lowe, who I think, you know, the low post is one of my go-tos because Zach has great guests on. I think he's level-headed for the most part with most of his takes. I enjoy Zach Lowe. And he also, with his columns on ESPN, breaks down basketball uh, in a very simple yet uh, like in informative and helpful way, instructful way, and he does it entertainingly. So every year he does his ranking of 30th to 1st of the league pass most exciting to watch teams every oh, season. Okay. He right. just dropped his uh, that annual column this morning, 
And guess who came in at number eight in his NBA League Pass rankings? Because it is no other than our Chicago Bulls. Shout out to whoever wow. it was in the 773 who texted us letting us know. Big Dave, I think yes, this is, uh, is great because we've heard a lot of naysayers from the national scope of what the Bulls have done this offseason. But here is a big NBA talking head saying that they are very excited to watch the Bulls this season. And yet you multiply that with the fact that the Bulls have some more nationally televised games this season. People are going to, the Bulls are going to be a thing this year. And I think that that matters. It definitely matters. Um, When you talk about those teams in the NBA, you know, those big market, big name teams, Uh, you think Lakers, you think Celtics, uh, Heat are creeping up into that also. But as far as like global brands, it's, it's Lakers and it's Bulls in my head. You know what I mean? Those are the two like global big brands. Uh, and the Knicks. Knicks are, are definitely mm-hmm. in that uh, conversation as well. Um, but that Bulls, man, when they're good, it's everywhere. Because Bulls fans are global. So it's going to be such a fun season, Matt. And you know what's funny about watching these national pundits? Like, and every everybody, I was just watching uh, uh, NBA TV. And they were doing mm-hmm. their season uh, previews for teams coming up. They always do one. And this time, they were, it was Greg Anthony and uh, the host. They were doing the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Said all these things, all these glowing things, you know, like, yeah. But his but Greg Anthony has them barely making the play-in, <laughs> not being a playoff team. And one of the things that he questioned was their leadership. He was like, where's the leadership going to come from? Interesting. Uh, which is a question I didn't think about. And I was like, it's an interesting question, you know, about the leadership. And then I remember Zach Levine consistently talking about being a better leader and having leadership. I remember them talking about Lonzo Ball, basically calling him the general, the mm-hmm. guy who they're going to follow. And then I also think about Billy Donovan, who's a really excellent leader. And then I think of the leader of all leaders, who is uh, Arturis Karnaschovas, who is, who is definitely their leader. I'm not worried about leadership for this team. Uh, this is not a young team looking or lacking leadership. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I understand that point. I understood that point. That made sense because you're like, yeah, you know, who do you point to? Because I'm worried about right. the goon and he's worried about the leader. And I'm like, who do you look at? So I think it's a good question. But to have the Bulls barely making a playing game for that reason, when you got three 20 point scores on your team, I thought was crazy. Yeah, I mean, Zach Levine talked about leadership, I think, more than anything else on media. Yeah. Day. He yeah. talked about that as his focus this season. Um, that's that's interesting. That was not what, you know, most all of the, the talking heads nationally are just saying defense, defense, defense. The defense is going to suck. The defense is going to mm-hmm. suck. And it's like just because Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan both have that label um, and, and some other people might say that, that Vooch has that label as well. Yeah, you know, I, I think they're kind of missing the forest for the trees when you think about yeah. Billy Donovan and what he's been able to do um, as far as defensive success in, in his NBA coaching career and the yeah. fact that this team arguably added defensive talent, uh, not lost it Very much this so. offseason. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but again, that that is a wide range of believers and non-believers when it comes to what the yeah. Bulls are going to do this season. But just the fact that, you know, I, and I guarantee you, Zach Lowe is not the only person out there, whether they be an NBA journalist, reporter, or just a fan, 
who has the Bulls starred and selected in there, which teams am I picking on League Pass this year? Mm-hmm. And that, nobody, nobody was picking the Bulls on League Pass at any point over the last four years. And so even the, even some people who are maybe less bullish on the Bulls at being a good team, like a, they might compete for the top four in the East kind of team, they're curious enough about the team that's been assembled to want to watch them. And yeah. that will help this team get its way back to being relevant in the NBA, which they haven't been. Um, so I, I love to see that because I always look forward to that Zach Lowe league pass rankings every year. And I'm always, you know, certain that the Bulls are somewhere in the high 20s because nobody's, you know, oh, here they are. Top 10 most, if you want to call it, most exciting slash entertaining teams yes. that people yes. are looking forward to watching this year. That, yes. that's, uh, that's a cool, that's a cool thing. And, a, uh, and an Eastern Conference team, and an Eastern Conference right. team with that, Matt. You know, usually that stuff is reserved for the West. You know, eight out of 10, you're like, oh yeah, eight out of 10 teams are going to be the West. So the Bulls being in that top 10, going from nothing, <laughs> to, a, to basically a top 10 watchable team is what he's saying. The Bulls are top 10 watchable. So I think that's the biggest emphasis on that right there, man. Like, I want to watch you. And, I, and I'm and i excited to watch you and turn you on. We couldn't even say that <laughs> last year or the year before. We couldn't even say we were just excited, you know, to turn it on. So you say right. it now, and now national pundits are telling you this, especially respected ones like like Zach Lowe. Like, that's that's a thing, man. That's a big thing. Uh, all right, we've got a lot more to get to. Uh, we've got a fun Lonzo Ball question. I, I also teased that one about Kobe White. We'll get to all those in a minute. But Big Dave, with yeah. all these sports you're watching, I don't know me personally, sometimes I, I break a sweat just watching sports. If there's a lot going on or if I'm mm. mentally and emotionally invested in that game, I could break a sweat just watching sports. If, mm. if I wanted to sweat less, where might I look? Wow, that's an excellent question, Matt. And I also out there can attest to this because I've hung around, Matt, and he can definitely break a sweat <laughs> going through and watching me sports. But fear not, my friend. Fear not, my tall friend. I have something for you. It, it is called Sweat Block. It is doctor created. It is doctor recommended. It works up to seven days per use. And my favorite thing about it, that dry shirt guarantee. If Sweat Block does not keep you dry, guess what? You get your money back. That is awesome. Now, how does it work? I mean, I don't know. Maybe somebody has to test it. Hmm, how about we test it out on firefighters? Guess what? They tested on firefighters on the Rachel Ray show. Worked awesome. Yes, you need this in your life. And also, hmm, maybe people aren't buying it. I don't know if they're getting it. Guess what? It's currently number one in Amazon antiperspirant category. All right? What other excuse you need? You don't need it. All right? Wear what you want. It's your little secret of confidence. You got to tell nobody. You can have it in your toiletry bag. You can have it by your side. You can be at the game, dip off into the bathroom, dab that up, come back, cheer on your team in that fourth quarter. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. So what I want you to do is go to sweatblock.com and use this promo code, guys. Locked on is the promo code. Locked on. It will give you 20% off of your purchase. And you can also use that at Amazon and at CVS, y'all. So you got three ways to go ahead and make sure that you stay dry. Sweat block. Stop dripping. <laughs> I like that. Stop dripping. Stop um, dripping. Don't stop the drip. That's the clothes, but stop dripping. <laughs> uh, Big Dave, this is an interesting comparison question. This text comes to us from the 630 who, by the way, I love this, kicks off their text by saying, parentheses, I'm not sober. 
maybe maybe a warning to the outlandishness <laughs> of this player cop we're about to get. Um, okay. The the six three zero says Lonzo Ball should have just started his career here. Um, he has potential to be what everyone thinks Ben Simmons is: length, playmaking, mm. and defense. And Lonzo mm. can actually shoot. Big Dave, I think this is the first time we've ever talked mm. about a hypothetical Lonzo and Simmons comparison as far as what these players bring to the table. I mean, let's let's make one thing perfectly clear. Ben Simmons has all NBA on his resume. He's yeah. got three straight all-star seasons from 18 yes. to 21. And he's basically been flirting with averaging 17, 8, and 8 for the last three years. Yes. That's big. However, I think there are some Bulls fans who think that if Lonzo, who is still just a pup, you know, still improving, hasn't reached his prime yet, can maybe, you know, tick up a few notches across the board, and we've seen what we've seen from him defensively, essentially a Ben Simmons kind of, you know, jack-of-all-trades player who can also knock it down at a close to 40% clip from three, which is the one knock on Ben Simmons. Ooh, what are your thoughts big. on this player comp? I mean, it's a big knock too. <laughs> ben Simmons is a huge knock. It's a, you know, gargantuan knock on the door. Um, I don't think that's crazy. I don't think you're too drunk. Honestly, I, I understand <laughs> where, where you're coming from. Now Pour I'm sure you, another one, <laughs> you know, say <it> right. <laughs> Yo, man. Yeah. What I, time, I don't what think that's, uh, 11, 11, 58 AM. You go ahead, buddy. You go ahead. <laughs> And also, and, and also, man, uh, Ben Simmons is also like all defense. Also, like he's he's been on a couple all defensive teams. I believe first teams, if if I'm not uh, mistaken in that. But yeah, he's awesome. But that's not terrible because you could kind of see that. Uh, as far as the the thing Lonzo I think has a little more over Ben is the leadership. You know what I'm saying? Being the floor general like that. Ben is good at that, but it seems like he gets his in the flow kind of like. I've seen him be that leader when when Embiid has been off the floor and he's been on. I mean, as far as Embiid being hurt and Ben, Ben has great numbers when Embiid isn't there, you know, as far as uh, scoring, rebounding, and assisting. He has really great numbers in that way. But Lonzo came into the league with that on him. All, they were calling him Jason Kidd without a jump shot. That That's what he yeah. came into the league as. And so now he went like Jason Kidd. He went and got a jump shot and got it quicker than Jason Kidd did. Um, and he's a he's a threat, you know. Say straight up and down threat. He's in a perfect situation. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter say this season he has Lonzo at about seventeen, seven and seven. And I looked at mm. it, Matt, and I said, "Man, I want to call you crazy, but that doesn't sound crazy. Why doesn't that sound crazy to me? Like this stuff doesn't sound insane. You know what I mean? It doesn't sound insane to me to say stuff like that. But the comp." I think it's not crazy. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's crazy at all to think Lonzo Ball's comp could be Ben Simmons if everything goes correct. Because uh, you've seen what he's been doing in the preseason. Um, you see how free flowing it is. You already know what he brings defensively, and the fact that he's defending. We I've seen him defend four positions out here on the floor. I haven't seen him defend the center, but I've seen him in his preseason defend four positions and play mm -hmm. the passing lane. And let everybody know where they need to be on the defensive end. And everybody, when he gets the ball, everybody's running because <laughs> everybody wants the basketball. So he sets that tone as well because he gets that ball. And he's very up tempo in his play. I don't think that comp is crazy. I don't. I think the main difference is Ben Simmons is about seven feet tall. 
And, you know, I think right. that's the biggest difference here. So I don't think it's crazy. And, what, do you, what do you think about it? Right. I, th- I think I'm essentially, uh, you know, of like mind in that, look, we, we've seen and we are excited about seeing him do more, what Lonzo is offering defensively. But he doesn't have quite that range defensively that mm-hmm. Ben Simmons has, I think. True. At least certainly that's not fair. yet. And you obviously the size is a differentiating factor there. Fair. And and you are right. Not only the the one All NBA selection and three All Stars, last two seasons, first team All Defense. Ben Simmons, <laughs> Lonzo is not there. He is he is a good defensive player, and his his presence is going to make the Bulls a better defensive team, especially on the perimeter where they were awful last year. Awful. That doesn't mean he is the same level of defensive star that Ben Simmons is. That's fair. But as far as looking at the whole package of what each player has to offer, Ben Simmons has more individual accolades. Lonzo doesn't have those accolades. Mm -hmm. Can I see Lonzo getting there someday? Yeah, I can. Right now, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously, like, holdout and Philly headache aside, who's the more valuable player to their team, despite all this drama and, and what we saw from him in that playoff series? Uh, against Atlanta, you, you still have to give the nod to Simmons. Like you do, you do. You, you you like to. don't o- don't overthink that. Right. Ben Simmons right. greater right. than sign Lonzo Ball. It's true, yeah. but yeah. I like some of the comps uh, that our texter threw in there because there could be some shades of truth to that. Um, yeah, and as he noted, Lonzo can shoot and Ben cannot. Um, all right, true. moving on to yeah. another text message. This one comes to us from Eric in Richmond. Uh, I, I I can't wait to talk about this one with you, Dave. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. right. I, I I think this I think this is a Ted Lasso inspired topic of conversation here. Okay. Um, okay. Eric from Richmond says, "I realize that what makes some people love soccer in Europe is relegation. It makes team owners and players invested in each season. You wouldn't have tanking if it meant going into a G League level, which brought in less money." And even fans of bad teams would be invested in seeing their team avoid relegation, even if they had no chance to make the playoffs. So, okay, Big Dave, I know that you're not a soccer guy. I've been trying for the entirety of our friendship to get you to watch soccer. But that (laughs) is that is a thing that's starting to creep in to American professional sports leagues. And I think a lot of it is because everybody's watching Ted Lasso and loving it, even if they don't love watching the sport of soccer. Because a big storyline has been what happens to a team that's fighting to avoid relegation or trying to get back into the Premier League from being relegated, which is not a concept that exists in American professional sports. And that is partly why people think tanking exists. Let's Mm. suck on purpose so that hopefully we win the draft lottery and add the best talent available of the next crop of young rising star players in our country. What do you think about this concept as a way to potentially get rid of tanking once and for all? Because we've seen the NBA make so many different efforts in so many different ways to de-incentivize tanking. Obviously, the shaving off and, and you know flattening of that curve of the draft lottery odds by position is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this concept of, hey, uh, instead of getting the, the most ping pong balls for next year's lottery, if you suck? There's we're, we're sending you to this lower league that does not have the money and the and the you know uh amenities that the mm-hmm. NBA has. 
I don't think I like it so much. Um, I don't. I don't think I like that. I don't. I don't think I. I would like. That I didn't think you would. I didn't think you would. <laughs> I'm. I'm looking. I'm thinking about where the Bulls were. <laughs> that's. I think that's why I'm all. I'm. I'm kind of internalizing everything because I'm thinking about strictly the Bulls here. And if the Bulls had to be separate from the league, I'm, there would be no growth and and no real true reason to grow and get better. Um. Look what it took. First of all, look what it took for the Bulls to have to go ahead and get better. Look what it actually took for them to go through it. They were going to be people resigning. Correct. <laughs> Certain <laughs> coaches and GMs being fired. <laughs> it had to be a whole process. And what kicked all of it off, Matt? Bad publicity. <laughs> That's what kicked everything off. That all-star game. Being on the national media stage for the first time, and I don't know how long, but being in that on that stage and having bad publicity from the fans, and then seeing um, uh, people not showing up, you know what I'm saying, to the games and things like that. When they started to hurt the pockets, then they then things started to change a little bit. Um, so that's what that's what kind of kicked it off. It wasn't the fact that they were bad. That's not what did it. <laughs> it wasn't the fact that they were just a team that sucked. You saw who our coach was. Like, they weren't concerned. You know, they were not concerned with trying to elevate and get better. They were concerned with kind of being middle of the Packers, you know, and things like that, you know, of the Pack-type team. So that that didn't incentivize the Bulls to want to go out and get better. Losing did not do that because we sat here and yelled about them losing constantly for years and how terrible it was. It was never that. It was the money and it was bad publicity. So. That doesn't hurt a team like them. And also, if that's the case, you could think of teams like Sacramento, you know what I'm saying, like who, who are just always, you know, struggling, except for that awesome time they had in the early 2000s. But teams like that who are always struggling, how does that help them, you know, try to get better? Like, they're just going to suck forever? Like, like, like I don't – because it, it feels like that's what's going on now, but even though they have a lot of talent, you know what I'm saying, around them and things like that, but – they got Luke Walton as their coach. Like they have bad, you know, ownership. They have bad GM. They have Vlade Divac basically, you know, rip that team apart. You know what I'm saying? With right. the Luka Doncic thing. So that stuff, I don't think the losing, Matt, is what's incentivizing them to move forward. It has to be something else. I don't know what it is. I'm not a Sacramento Kings fan. Go listen to uh Locked On Kings, please. Um, but I think that it it differs with each team. Some of them it's losing, like San Antonio, like Miami Heat. You know, mm. people like that, they don't want to be there. It incentivizes those kind of teams. The Lakers, right. you know what I'm saying? But teams like the Knicks, you know what I'm saying? And teams like Zach and all them, they could care less. You know what I'm saying? Because guys were going to show up to the game. The money was cool. Losing didn't bother them. So that's why I don't think it works um, in this sense, in this sense. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you are spot on in your observation of the way that works essentially – the rich get richer and yeah. the poor stay the poor when yes. it comes to that yes. relegation system. Um, because like in, in EPL, for example, Manchester United, Manchester City, Chelsea, like those are, you know, the equivalent of Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, he, whatever. those yeah. teams have the money to be able to pay the highest transfer fees. Oh, right. we want Ronaldo to come play for us. Here's a here's a gazillion dollars for the transfer fee, and here's a gazillion dollars every week to pay the player's salary. Mm-hmm. That, like in the NBA, they're trying to create more parity and level the playing field a little bit. Um, 
But I like, you know, our pal John still thinks like, dude, whatever. There's like two teams to get free agents. It's still rigged. The rich always stay rich and the poor stay the poor. It's just a different, it's a different strategy. Honestly, I would, I am curious enough that I want to see them do that. I do. I would okay, love that. Fair. Okay. Um, Because guess what? If I, I know it's harder to make something out of less when it comes to what your team's resource, what your organization's resources have. Whereas the Bulls, a big market team, a global team, a global team valued in the several billions of dollars with a B can still operate like a mom and pop shit team and put out an awful basketball product. So guess what? In that instance, if you suck, then you deserve to suck. We're not Mm going to rescue you with the draft lottery. Go suck and wallow in the G League or equivalent and, and until you hire people that can help you start to get your stuff together. Let me ask a question because, because again, I don't know anything about soccer. Let me ask this question. So if a guy like Ronaldo, because you mentioned uh, transition fees, is that what you said? Transfer fees, yeah. Transfer fees, thank you. Um, so a guy like Ronaldo, if he comes from one of those teams that are always at the bottom barrel and always sucking, and they realize that he's that kind of great, so they get a team like Manchester United and a higher team can go and pay him that gajillion dollars and pay those fees and pay anything to take him from that trash team and bring him to their team. And then that, but, and then that team basically right. still is who they are, but they just have some money in their pocket. Is that, is that what it is? Pretty much. And usually uh, like there are a few examples of that and, and Ronaldo wouldn't technically qualify because Ronaldo was never on a team that right, bad. Right. Like I'm, he's, I'm he's never been on the, dude. The, yeah. the the football equivalent of the Kings. Yeah. Because yeah. usually it is going from one team, and maybe it's in that league or a different, you know, high league, you know, because, you know, Germany, Bundesliga, and then you got, like, Spanish league. Um, rich teams swapping transfer fees and the best players. Like, okay. that that's basically what it – but, yes, you're, to, the, to your question, yes, um, the huge transfer fee – gets sent to the team that gives up that player. But in most cases, those teams that have those players to begin with have those players not because they got lucky and they're a small market team and drafted that player because of the lottery. No, they scout these players when they're 13, 14, 15 years old and sign them to their youth squads when they are in their mid-teens and then offer them a big contract as soon as they are age-eligible to come up through their program. That's right. how Ronaldo did it. That's how Messi did it. That's how all the best soccer players in the world do it is the teams with the most money also spend that money scouting and developing their youth squads. And then, mm-hmm. boom, those players just get elevated to the best teams with the most money. Wow. So the trash stays trash is what, what it's like. Trash stays trash, man. Wow. Right. Um, interest, interesting conversation, you know, talking about different professional leagues and different areas yeah. of the world and how they handle things. I've always been interested to get rid of the draft lottery and try something else. doesn't have to be relegation. Try something else and see if it works better. Um, All right. That's enough of that. Um, We will get to a couple more texts, uh, including that Kobe White conversation. First, want to tell you guys, as I do all the time, that if you aren't eating Bill Pars, if Bill Pars aren't a part of your weekly diet, I don't know what you're doing. You got to try them out. So go to built.com and get a mixed box of all of Built Bar's available flavors like raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Figure out which flavor is your favorite with one of those mixed mixed boxes, and then you can get a whole box of your favorite flavor, whichever one it turns out to be. Not only are these Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy for you too. 
Each built bar has 17 or 18 grams of protein, but only 130 to 180 calories. That's nothing. Four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of net carbs, easy peasy. And also be on the lookout all the time at built.com for their limited edition flavors. And guess what's back? Rocky Road. Rocky Road built bars are back. You got your chocolate, you got your marshmallows, you got your almonds, all mixed, mixed up into one delicious protein bar limited time only for this rocky road return one of the best flavors of built bar i've ever had get yourself some rocky road built bars and maybe a mixed box too to figure out which other flavors are your faves so go to built.com right now use promo code lock 15 and what that order will get you 50 percent off every time you go to built.com promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off that's 50 percent off at built.com with promo code lock 15 all right. Uh, do, do, do. Okay. This is an interesting one, Dave. Okay. The uh, the 847 texts in saying, what's up, guys? I know you love early season trades. Thanks for the sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> but I am as excited about the Bulls as you guys. I feel like we are a Steven Adams for Kobe White trade away from being a top three seed in the East. Kobe is easily replaceable with the talent we have right now. What do you guys think? Big Dave, I'm going to give you the first stab at this one. Mm, I want to say I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't hate it. But I don't want to give up. Oh, wow. That's tough. I don't want to give up Kobe White yet. Um, I need to see it first. He He's owed that for me. You know what I'm saying? I think he's owed uh, opportunity to play in the position and in the place where he hasn't been able to yet, where we thought that he would thrive, where we thought that he would be best suited. We have not seen that yet. He was robbed of his rookie season because, you know, of COVID happening. And in year two, uh, he, he was the starting point guard. Um, and I feel he was robbed of that because he was better than the person uh, behind him, uh, Sadoransky. So, he um and they were asking him to and they were trying to figure out who he really was at the same time. Uh, are you that point guard? Can you run a team? Can you do this and that? And the answer came back, not really. So it's better for him to be on the bench. So I want to see him in that position that Matt has been wanting to see him in. I think since his rookie year. Um. So, and we think he could thrive at that position. So I want to see what it looks like first. And then I think I'll revisit that after I see what it looks like. Because if it looks like what I think it looks like, I'm going to be like, no, I'm good. I, I, I would like to keep this person on my team. Because you also got to look at the bench. Like, you're going to need some shooters. You know, we talked about that. Uh, with that second unit, you know, even if you leave in DeMar DeRozan, you're still going to need shooters. You know, because DeMar's facilitating was awesome with the Spurs because they were surrounded by shooters. Um, so when he drove and kicked, guess what? Lonnie Walker. Patty Mills, you know, those kind of guys were shooting uh, the ball, and those are pretty solid three-point shooters. So I would like for him to have that opportunity with the second unit to see if he is what we kind of think he is and see if he can thrive in that position. But after that, dude, I've always loved Steven Adams, okay? He, like, the dude is a monster, all right? And him coming off the bench behind Boots is the perfect – oh, it's per. I, I would love it. That's why I kind of hesitated because I'm like, ooh, I can see that fit right there that is an excellent fit um so yeah but let me see it first let me let me see kobe first and get i would like him to get this opportunity and i think he's gonna thrive in that role though 
Yeah, um, and it's interesting that uh, this popped into our our inbox just now because guess who the Bulls have on their deck for their preseason finale? Because it's the <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies. Yes. Um, yes. which uh, you know, and, and it's Adams has had a weird recent you know couple of years yeah. uh, in the NBA. Yeah. After all those years in OKC, he's now bounced around. You know, signed that deal with the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, gets traded. He's with Memphis. So, mm-hmm. okay, I, I am with you on the have always loved Stephen Adams. There, yeah. I don't think there is a single person in the NBA who sets a better screen and just does that kind of little stuff on the floor than yeah. Steven Adams does. Yeah. Um, uh, much, much like Robin Lopez, I think, like not a guy who he's going to give you like, you know, 18 rebounds a game, but the way that he uses his body, he frees up rebounds for a lot of his teammates to get out and go, which I so, think was always a key for those Oklahoma City Thunder teams. Great point. I, my God, I I I I have nightmares about running into a brick wall, Stephen Adams screen, playing a game of pickup basketball. Like seriously, that's a dream that I've had. The man is terrifying, but I would love to see him in a Bulls jersey. Here's here's where this fun little trade hypothetical loses me. Sure. What? Well, like. I do think that Kobe White is a piece that the Bulls have at their disposal if they wanted to make a midseason trade this year. Mm-hmm. This is one of those examples to me of both teams want to make that trade. Now, mm. you know, is is Steven Adams expendable because it's more so about Jaron Jackson Jr. right now? I mean, mm-hmm. I maybe. But what is what is so enticing about Kobe White right now? And then here's the other little wrinkle to that. Mm-hmm. At some point between Kobe White coming back from his shoulder surgery and the deadline, he needs to earn his way into uh, Billy Donovan's rotation and prove that the shoulder is fine and his game is where it was and getting better, not stagnating when it comes mm-hmm. to what kind of trade value might Kobe White have on the market this, uh, this upcoming season if the Bulls want to use him and dangle him to complement their roster in another way. Right. Right. Okay. I can see that. That that's an excellent way of looking at it. And and you're right about the shoulder cuz I keep forgetting about the shoulder. Uh I I'm not forgetting about the injury, but about the time it might take for him, you know, to get back to where we can see him like, "Oh, okay, yeah, now we get an opportunity to see you like that." So, yeah, we've been robbed about three straight years <laughs> of watching uh Kobe White in a position doing uh what he wants, whether it's a global pandemic, whether uh, it's them figuring out who he is or whether it's an injury. Um, he hasn't had that opportunity yet to be in that position where we think he can thrive. But, but yeah, but yeah, Stephen Adams, um, man, dude, I've always loved Stephen Adams, man. He really is a brick wall. Like I watched Draymond Green try to destroy his uh, lower regions and he just kept coming back every single time. And I don't know how he kept doing that. That man was taking so much punishment. And just staying on the floor, man. And I think Matt also loves him because if you put him and Joe Kim movie, him and Joe Kim Noah in Aquaman two, they would oh. pretty much be brothers. Like I think oh. they should both be in that movie. By the way, but yeah, they 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 kind of got a similar look. I think Matt also is <laughs> looking at that as well. Oh, oh, do you think that might just have a little something to do with the fact bit. that I'm a big Stephen Adams fan? Is that bit, I man. see that guy and I see his game and I just am like. Ooh, yeah, getting a lot of Joakim Noah vibes over here. <laughs> Which, speaking of, uh, before we hit record of this very episode, uh, Big Dave was like, "Oh, Matt, by the way, you still want to go to that uh, Joakim game?" 
And like he said, Joaquim game like really quickly. And I at first I didn't hear him. And then I heard what he said. And then I realized what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I said, yeah, you know, obviously, when is it? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I think it's a Thursday. And I was like, no, like what date? And I'm like, what, what month? He was like, oh, it's later this month. It's like towards the end of October. And I had a rush of adrenaline. My heart rate increased substantially. And like I got I got goosebumps and hair standing on my neck just thinking about going to Joakim Noah's retirement <laughs> ceremony night. Just to just think, to give y'all yet another yeah. example of how much of a problem I have with my obsession with one Joakim Noah. I, let me tell you somebody who watched it happen live. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, yo, I that he's not even at the game. The game is two weeks away. He's not even there, and and he and he showed a level of satisfaction and joy just from the idea of actually going and being in the same building to see this man, Joe Kim Noah. I I I I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit scared. It was like it was like a couple very thin layers away from Meg Ryan and when when Harry met Sally. Like that was <laughs> that was my reaction to remembering <laughs> that, going, that going to Joakim Noah's retirement ceremony at the United Center was a thing that we were going to do, and that it was so close to the immediate present. <laughs> Uh, and I will not have what he's having. <laughs> it's too early. I'm okay, I'm okay, but man, oh but God. just that's that's the bull fandom of Matt Peck right there. And it, and honestly, it's gonna be it's gonna be something to see, something to behold. I can't honestly do want to see this man because that's a big night. They're playing the Knicks. So Derrick Rose would be there too. Right. So Taj Gibson would be there too. You knew they had to schedule it for when Taj, D. Rose, and yeah. Tibbs were going to be in town. Yeah, they did it right. Like they're doing it right. Another example of what them doing stuff right. They're doing this right. You know what I'm saying? And they're getting it out. And, and they're doing it at a time where the weather should be solid too. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be yeah. anything that's impeding that progress of people getting to the game and showing up. So it's going to be a big game, man. And oh, man, it's it's – that's gonna be a big night. That's gonna that's gonna be a big one. I I like it just happened to be again like a, a little, another little mini heart flutter just now. Um, speaking of D Rose, before we get out of here, did you see that he got engaged on the Madison Square Garden floor yesterday? I did not. Or I, I think it was yesterday. The, the Instagram post was yesterday anyway. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, he and his uh, who, uh, girlfriend, who I think has he's been with for for a while now, has oh, has wow. a child with her. Um, yeah. He pulled a Mr. Deeds and had like a fancy, like, you know, romantic dinner for two set up on the court at Madison, wow. on the next floor at Madison Square Garden and proposed to her in that wow. fashion. Which, that like, I, I don't know if he had to ask Adam Sandler first to like if he could steal his move. Cause, like, <laughs> I mean, come on, that's classic Mr. Deeds right there. But, <laughs> congratulations. But more, you know, more important part of the story, she said, yes, Derek Rose is engaged. Congrats to D Rose and yeah Congrats. I mean him and the whole old crew being in town for for oh, nope yeah I can't think about look it again. Out, look out look at him man look at him man look <laughs> at him gonna get too emotional um, you own the jet thank, you. <laughs> thank, thank you to everybody who uh hit us up on that text uh line as well as sending us some emails you can be part of the show too if you email us locked bulls at gmail.com or that text and voicemail line 331-979-1369. 
You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. He is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. Bow. We are at Locked on Bulls. Until next time, I'm Matt. That's Dave. Thanks for listening as always, Bulls Nation. See Red be good. Sky. Sky. Sky.